like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ridiculous News is a production of iHeartRadio and Cool, Cool, Cool Audio. With amazing and crazy topics to pick and to choose, you are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. With interesting views on breaking the rules of broadcasting and all sorts of wild reports to keep us laughing. With funny off-brand upbeat journalism, the strange and unusual stories of what we give them. When it's all about ridiculous news everywhere, we talking about ridiculous news over here. Hey everyone, welcome to Ridiculous News. We're not your average news show, we cover stuff you didn't realize was news. From the wild and funny, to the deep and hidden, to the absolutely ridiculous. This is our weekly roundup, first one of the year, uh, where we take some of the weirdest stories in the news and dive a little deeper into them. As always, we might have a few guests pop along the way. Uh, I'm Mark Kendall, I'm an Atlanta-based comedian, and I'm excited about planning some new goals for the year. Uh, my amazing co-host Bill is away today, but we are joined by the phenomenal Lenise Lyons. Lenise is a hilarious improviser, actor, and stand-up comedian. They perform all over Atlanta, and you can follow her on Instagram at Lenise, that's L-U-H-N-E-E-Z. Welcome back to the podcast again, Lenise. So happy to have you here. So happy to be here, Mark. Uh, happy New Year. Yes, happy, happy New 2023. Year. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to do the segment we always do when we have a guest called Giving Them Their Flowers. Uh, and uh, it's where I give you a compliment. Uh, say something nice about you, you can't return it. And today, this one's easy. You recently had a birthday, so happy birthday. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, the world is so much better with you in it. I'm here. I'm glad you're here for another year of it. Thank you, Mark. Thank Absolutely. you. Glad to be here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're going to hop into our ridiculous news nibbles. Uh, these are some quick, ridiculous headlines that caught our eye recently. And this first one is from TV Insider by Martin Holmes. And the headline is... Kevin Hart comments on Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper's sober New Year's Eve show. So to catch y'all up real quick, uh, this year's New Year's Eve uh, telecast on CNN may have been a little different uh, from past years because uh, in November of 2022, CNN chairman and CEO Chris Licht announced the network would be scaling back the on-air drinking, uh, meaning correspondents and anchors were required to stay sober during the New Year's broadcast. Now, if you've seen previous broadcasts, 
the opposite was sometimes happening. Uh, so this came after a controversial moment during the 2021 broadcast when Cohen referred to Ryan Seacrest and the New Year's Rockin' Eve crew as a, quote, group of losers. So for this year's event, or rather for 2022's New Year's Eve event, uh, Cohen and Cooper couldn't drink alcohol until after midnight, according to The Hollywood Reporter. So throughout the telecast, they had different guests that would call in or be there and kind of make jokes at their expense. One of those people was, of course, Kevin Hart, uh, and they were poking fun at that. And they even took a solidarity shot with them, was saying, I'm going to do what you can, the comedian said. I'm going to take a shot because you guys have been hoodwinked. I can't believe you. I can't believe CNN telling you guys not to go and cut loose in such a good, true fashion. That's perfect TV. And so they, that was in jest. Uh, but yeah, so Lenise, what did you think about uh, <laughs> seeing this story? Yeah, I remember hearing about this earlier this year that they didn't want them to drink. And I kind of thought it was just a joke mm-hmm. to get you interested mm-hmm. because Anderson Cooper gets tore up. <laughs> Don Lemon, too. Thank Don you. Lemon, I was going to say, I think is my favorite. You know. <laughs> He is obliterated. He's not even where he's supposed to be in the booth. He's like, I'm on the street. <laughs> I'm on the float. I'm on the float. Hey, I'm I'm back home. I'm back home. Oh wait, I'm I'm in Chuck and Cheese. How'd I get? I'm in the NBA playing point guard. It's like, wow, Don Lemon, you can go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Don Lemon, chill. We need you to move back up here. Put your gloves on, Don Lemon. Yeah. Uh, so. Seeing this, uh, I don't. I guess they still could have a good time, and I guess just to teach America that you can <laughs> be sober on New Year's Eve. Um, but I guess they just got a little too rowdy. I, did you remember when Steve Harvey and Rob Gronkowski were together? No, that sounds like an amazing <laughs> pairing. Is that a movie? Is that a movie? Is that a TV show? It was a New Year's Eve. <laughs> Was it a New Year's Eve? But Rob Gronkowski like spiked a Lego head, like <laughs> what? something like really cool that was new. And he like just busted it to a hundred pieces in in front of Steve Harvey, uh-huh. and it was like what happened? Yeah. And I couldn't tell if Rob Gronkowski was drunk or was this was like something they made up to do. But mm-hmm. um. I can feel like it could offend maybe a couple of people that don't know what Don Lemon and Anderson Cooper get down like <laughs> for New Year's. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe they, you know, they did a sober year this year, and maybe yeah. what they do is they find a way to introduce it back in to folks that want to participate in that, and then folks that don't want to, of course, shouldn't feel pressured. But right. it's just like maybe there's a way to, you know, like a happy medium, you know. Right. Um, maybe they put part of the broadcast on HBO. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like from 8 you to 10 is <laughs> no drinking. 10 to midnight, you got to move over to like pay-per-view HBO. Yeah, you, wanna... you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Who does that? I think someone does that, but I'm not, I'm not sure right now. I don't know what I thought just went, but something. I mean, uh, there's an audience for both. Um, Certainly, you don't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable, but, you know, you don't have to watch the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see Anderson Cooper lose. (laughs) Uh, We're going to move on to our next headline. This comes from the Good News Network by Andy Corbley. And the headline is, New Evidence uh, Unearthed by Podcasters Freeze Two Men Wrongfully Imprisoned for 25 Years. 
So two men were wrongfully imprisoned for more than two decades, and they were recently able to spend uh, Christmas with their families after a podcast and nonprofit advanced evidence of their innocence. So Daryl Lee Clark and Kane Joshua's story were just teenagers when they stood trial for a murder of their 15-year-old friend uh, that died from gunshot wounds at a party in 96. Uh, Clack had all the charges against him dropped after a motion for a new trial was uh, held on his behalf by attorneys from the Georgia Innocence Project. And I got to give a quick shout out to the Georgia Innocence Project. Actually, um, back in the winter of 2021, I was fortunate enough to participate as a fellow at the Emory Arts and Social Justice um, Fellowship at Emory. And it's a great program. And um, during my time there, I got to meet some of the people from the Georgia Innocence Project because it was a part of the art project that we were doing. And the Georgia Innocence Project works on uh, helping people that have been wrongfully convicted, getting them out of jail, as well as getting them back into society. And in states like Georgia in particular, there are laws that do not give people a lot of support who have been wrongfully convicted and helping them, uh, you know, get back into society, get back into life, you know, and it's it's a real shame and it's, it's crazy how much it happens, you know, and how people serve a lot of time for things that they did not do. So a uh, quick, you know, huge shout out to Georgia Innocence Project and for the great work that they do. Clark was quoted in a statement saying, you never think something like that is going to happen to you. Never would I have thought that I would spend more than half my life in prison, especially for something I didn't do. I'm just glad the truth finally came to light after 25 years. I'm so thankful for the Georgia Innocence Project improved podcast for what they did. Without them, I would still be in prison. Susan Simpson and Jacinda Davis host a podcast called Proof, and they began interviewing the state's two key witnesses about the case uh, recently. Well, that's, yeah, that's amazing. Um, and I know that that, that uh, Georgia Innocence Project sees, probably sees a ton of cases. Certainly um, a lot of states that with the big prison, prison systems, there are a lot of folks that like proclaim, proclaiming their innocence since you know, the beginning, but if they don't have the resources, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, they spent a lot of time in a place where they don't deserve to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and these two guys were very young, yeah. um, having to experience that. Uh, yeah. So yeah, very much so kudos to them for, for taking on a project like that and then getting them exonerated. Uh, that's amazing. Story. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, this next article uh, wild headline this is from Yahoo News uh, by Joel Caffey. And the headline is Taylor Swift's cat is worth $97 million. And no, we're not kidding. The headline says <laughs> it's wild. It's wild. So the article goes on to say, according to the pet rich list, Taylor Swift's beloved cat, Olivia Benson, is worth a whopping $97 million, making her the third richest pet in the world. Not number one, the third richest pet in the world. So the breakdown explains, with a whopping $97 million net worth, Olivia has found success outside of the world of Instagram influence. The Scottish Fold earned her fortune, starring alongside her owner in several music videos, has crafted her own merchandise line, sold on Swift's website back in 2018, and has had cameos and many big-budget ads, including for the likes of Diet Coke and Ned Sneakers. And it's true, Swift's feline makes a cameo in her Blank Space music video, which currently has over 3 billion views on YouTube. Wow, that's a lot of views. And she also starred in an AT&T ad alongside her singer-songwriter mommy. And Olivia Benson is named after the iconic Law & Order SVU character of the same name. $97 billion. Uh, Million, $97 million. Million dollars. But still, still, like... 
crazy amount. Yeah. <laughs> I see you processing these. Yeah. <laughs> so how does how does what is a um that how do you transfer that value into like dollars? I don't know, but I imagine honestly what came to my mind was uh the Disney animated film Aristocats, how there's like, really rich cats and the butler's like, no way these cats are gonna get paid and not me. So I almost kind of wonder, is there someone in Taylor Swift's circle where it's like, the cat's worth $97 million. No, 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 no. This buddy's coming to me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, uh, and that's she's Olivia Benson's the third richest cat in, in history. And that's according to uh, Pet Rich List is where uh, that figure came from. Kind of makes you wonder what is number two, you know? Yeah. I wonder if they're gunning for their, like, if Olivia Benson's like, I'm going to channel some law and order and put charges on these other two cats, that, uh, animals that are in my way. Right, right. Did this Take list come out? Top. Yeah, did this list come out? She gathered her team. And it's like, what is this? Number three? Number three? I tell you all to get me on the list. There's no list that I'm not at the top. And we're like, they're like, we're sorry, Olivia. We're sorry. Sorry's not going to cut it. Get out there. Get me to number one. <laughs> meow, meow. You know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're on it. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. 
Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. With amazing and crazy topics for picking to choose, you are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. Okay, y'all, so we're back. I'm with my amazing guest co-host, Lenise Lyons. We're going to move on to our next headline for today. This is from CNBC by Natasha Pignon. And the headline is, Harvard expert on the worst thing about New Year's resolutions and how to beat it, uh, colon, a profound loss of energy. So Harvard expert Lisa Lay's research is driven by a truly shocking statistic. When doctors inform heart patients they'll die without changing ingrained habits, only one in seven will successfully change their ways. In Lay's eyes, the worst thing about New Year's resolutions isn't the fact that we, quote, fail to fulfill them. The tragedy, she says, is that all too often, we criticize ourselves when we come up short, despite decades of research proving just how resistant to change we are. Uh, she goes on to say, it's like people drink the Kool-Aid and think, if I really intend to make the goal happen, and I can't, I'm a loser. There's something wrong with me, she says. I think it's just a profound loss of human energy. So much of that has to do with the fact that people don't recognize and sufficiently respect that these are powerful forces at play that are operating at an unconscious level that make it hard for us to change, she continues. There's nothing shameful about that. So I thought that was a really interesting thing to keep in mind as we go into this new year, as we perhaps start with resolutions or have a resolution not to have resolutions. You, you know what I mean? Like, right. however, I thought that, that was just like a great thing to keep in mind of what I interpret as being kinder to yourself. Yeah. I don't know the last time I made resolutions, especially ones that like require uh, that I said something that I might not really know how to reach. Um, but like keeping it lighter, like be kinder to yourself, make more time for you. Um, certain things, things that you enjoy. Cause I think that's changing like those habits that, uh, she's talking about in the article that, you know, those are some things you can't change. You don't know why it might be some underlying thing. So maybe just like being like, give yourself a chance every day and, um, start with a positive thought, you know, mm -hmm. thank the people around you. And then, you know, you unlock something that might help you, you know, and your other goals, but you no, know, putting on something hard, like I'm gonna save ten thousand dollars this year. I'm gonna save one dollar for every day. Day two, two dollars. Yeah. Day three, three dollars. Yeah. You know, I like to keep it light. How about you? Did you make any New Year's resolutions? Uh, I'm making them. I haven't like made them yet. Like, I, there's a book I read not too long ago called Atomic Habits, and I, I liked it a lot. It was about just making good habits, breaking ones that you don't want to have anymore. And in the book, it talks about how goals can be useful but what i took away from it was like even more important than goals are just like what are the things that you're doing every day like what are you focused on every day what kind of habits are you making day to day and focusing more on that goals can be something that maybe help you with that direction but once you have a goal it's like all right that might be fantastic and exciting but then what are the small steps day to day that you'd want to do because i've definitely right. been there where i'll make a list of goals and like year after year i'm like 
there's this goal I have. I really want to do it, but I haven't done anything towards it. And sometimes in my case, anyway, a lot of times it's like, I'll have that goal, but I haven't like filled in what leads up to it, you know? So it's just like, Oh, I, I'd really like to eat a sandwich. It's like, well, that's great. Are you going to like make a sandwich yourself? You're going to go drive someplace, buy a sandwich, you you know, like what's it going to be? Like a sandwich isn't necessarily just going to appear in this scenario. Right. Yeah, I really, I really like this article that uh, just kind of brings it down to a level where you feel like you can achieve something and uh, and not put it, make it so rigorous, like this is something that depends on you doing something else. Um, we know at this time of year, we're bombarded with, all right, get into the gym, just one sense. Mm-hmm. Get, get up in here. <laughs> just one sense. <laughs> just one sense. Make that change. All right. All right. <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah. Um, travel more. We got to get your travel groups together. <laughs> Cook more. All right. Um, that requires me to make a purchase. And I want to start from just up here in my head. Yeah. 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 I, I like how, you know, as you were alluding to, Lenise, I like how the article goes on to say uh, that Leahy's saying that change isn't impossible. You know, so she pointed out that news resolutions can be good, especially if there's something that is easy to stick with. Um, the article kind of talks about how it gets tricky when there's something else going on that might be preventing you from accomplishing a goal that you're maybe not aware with, whether it's like an underlying belief system or just something subconscious. Right. So Lay says, if you've tried multiple times to change the same behavior and you have yet to see it stick, that's a telltale sign that there's something else going on behind the scenes. And so sometimes you might have to dig deeper into what that right. might be. I like that the article references drinking the Kool-Aid because I can't tell you the last time I had a glass of Kool-Aid. <laughs> do we have to change that saying about Kool-Aid? Because I don't know. I, don't, I mean, the, the the brand is just so strong with the, in my mind because it's just like the Kool-Aid man busting through the wall. I don't know. Right. I, can, I just smelled Kool-Aid just now yeah. just from us talking yeah. about it. Fruit punch. <laughs> I was thinking about fruit punch too, which is funny because it's like they, they have more than one flavor. So why were we both thinking about the same one? Is it, is the it, same yeah. One. And the thing is too, the Kool-Aid man is only ever red. He's never not fruit punch never. flavor. Right. So, He's never that mystery flavor. Right. Oh, right. The mystery flavor, which is probably just fruit punch. Which is probably fruit punch. Yeah. <laughs> man, that brand is so good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of a brand that's maybe not doing too good, is uh, Elon Musk. Uh, so this headline is from Bloomberg by Brian uh, Chapata. And the headline is, Elon Musk becomes first person ever to lose $200 billion. So the article goes on to say, Elon Musk was the second person ever to amass a personal fortune of more than $200 billion, breaching that threshold in January of 2021, months after Jeff Bezos. The Tesla Incorporated Chief Executive Officer has now achieved a first of his own becoming the only person in history to erase $200 billion from their net worth. The decline in Tesla shares has been so steep, the shares fell 65% in 2022, and Musk has sold so much this year to help cover his Twitter purchase that they're no longer his biggest asset, and that's according to Bloomberg's Wealth Index. How much? <laughs> Two zero zero billion. You think Jeff Bezos called him? <laughs> <laughs> Eli, baby, <laughs> you send him some roses. Like, 
<laughs> I would. I that's a amount of money like that I I wouldn't I can't even see it. That's that's um two losing two hundred billion dollars of net worth from whatever their net worth is, which is probably still in the billions. Like I need to I don't feel sad. I'm just more confounded about right. Like he had that much. Yeah, it just feels like I mean, watching from the outside, it feels like he's just playing with it. You know? Right. He's still like unimaginably unimaginably rich, you know. So it's just like it's just play. It feels at this point it's just play money. You know, it's not even real. Right. You know? Right. Uh, for an uh, average American or anyone like play money is like still like but it's not really play money. No. I still have to do something Absolutely. with this. Yeah. And um just thinking about uh even myself now when I look at my credit score, I'm like, I am in I have negative wealth. <laughs> yeah. Like paying yeah. student loans, yeah, a mortgage, and all my other uh responsibilities from whatever. Like, I, I can't uh two hundred billion. Absolutely, yeah, that's real. I mean it's just like for sure. I agree. I agree with you. I there should be a punishment for losing that much money. <laughs> I know. It's just like, listen, listen. If you were just giving this stuff away, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> to like, holler at your girl. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, but he bought, so this came between him buying, having to leverage his own assets right. to purchase uh, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Man. They got down with that one. I really just really blame those owners of Twitter. Like, they're like, let's if he wants it, what's the number that we we'll all walk away? Yeah. And everyone's like, because you know he's gonna, he's gonna have to fire everybody to even keep it afloat. Um, and he's just doing a terrible job with it. I don't, I don't use Twitter so much, mm-hmm. but it's good to use a good app to like for quick information and like quick links to uh to uh news articles and. Um, but I don't even know what kind of world is over there now. It's always been kind of sketchy, but like just this one purchase took it down that far is a remarkable testament about like why we can still eat avocado toast <laughs> and not feel bad about it. Yeah. $200 billion, I'm going to eat all the avocado toast. I want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be right back with more ridiculous news after this short break. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes 
I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't get it confused. You are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. All right, y'all. So we're back. Uh, drawn by the amazing Lenise Lines. Uh, we're moving into our final segment. And, you know, Lenise, I saw this article from Vox by Alex Abad Santos, and the headline just pulled me in. It was, The Cheesecake Factory Knows What You Want. And it was just this article <laughs> about the Cheesecake Factory. And I'm like, I just got to talk about this. <laughs> so, so the article starts out by saying, The Cheesecake Factory menu is over 20 pages long and contains 250 items. And when I read that, I was like, I, think, I always thought it was twice that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it feels like 50 pages and 500 With the spiral ring binder. spiral ring binder. I'm like, is this... This feels like a, a, a like a college course that I'm taking. You know, yeah, the sometimes in college, the- they give you a spiral reader <laughs> to go along with the courses. Like, well, this is like, you know, American history. From the, right. You know survey course now you start reading the menu when you come in the door it's on the walls <laughs> yeah Ooh, 1700 appetizers yeah yeah <laughs> what that's amazing uh, yeah <laughs> i'm just like and I'm, it's it's just so long so extensive it's just it just keeps going you know it's just like oh here's the pages with all the burgers right. here's the pages with all the pasta don't forget the cheesecake, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. And God bless the the waitress and the waiter that has. Uh, it's almost just like, just tell me what's the what you recommend. I don't because, <laughs> or, or someone's like, uh, so should I get the Chilean sea bass or should I get this like mac and cheese with barbecue pork? Like, uh, I don't. With <laughs> they share nothing in common, you know. Like nothing. Like I'm gonna tell you the truth. 
I've tried 16 items on the menu. <laughs> and that was 15 of those with the various cheesecakes. Right. Okay. <laughs> the other item was bottled water. So look, <laughs> I'll give you some time. I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> 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 they always hit you there. Oh, I've had that too. I'm, oh, yeah. yeah. I've had the cheesecake. It's a factory. So I just thought this article had some interesting insights and facts. So year after year since 1978, the Cheesecake Factory has succeeded in abundance. I agree with that. Uh, tens of thousands of diners pile in to its 211 North American locations. And while it has captured hearts by fulfilling the promise of cheesecake and the guarantee of something for everyone, how do they do it? Uh, the rhyme and reason behind the restaurant's decor is that cheesecake factories are meant to evoke wealth and extravagance. And what better exemplifies American opulence than the unrestrained acquisition of things already deemed splendid from everywhere but home? All these touches are markers of luxury, features, and silhouettes borrowed from the places that rich people see on their rich vacations. <laughs> Smashing them all together should, if aesthetic functioned like arithmetic, create the most classiest place in history. And there's a quote that says, Our goal was to give guests a sense they were getting a lot of value for their money. We wanted to give the place a feeling of a high-end restaurant and have the guests surprised by the relatively inexpensive pricing. And that's a quote from Rick McCormick, who's the Cheesecake Factory's former VP of design for over 13 years. Uh, but if you ask people what it is exactly that they love about the Cheesecake Factory beyond seemingly universal regard for the brown bread, uh, the results are a little more mixed, the article goes on to say. Uh, according to an extremely unofficial poll among Cheesecake Factory enthusiasts. So it has a couple quotes that I thought were entertaining. Uh, this, this one says, I thought it was the pinnacle of a nice restaurant in high school, one person told me. A fun treat that wasn't too fancy, said another. Not that pricey compared to most nice restaurants, said a third. Uh, this other quote says, I mean, the Cheesecake Factory is the Michelin three stars of chain restaurants. And that was from Pastry Chef and Food Network star Zach Young. But what, what are your thoughts on the Cheesecake Factory, Lenise? I just, I, I, when I think about the Cheesecake Factory, I just get a smile on my face. And so I just kind of wanted to know what, what you thought. Oh, I'm with uh, the person that is just um, noted as another person, <laughs> <That's> like, <laughs> which has to be uh, Alex's Alex about about Santos's coworkers. Okay, okay. <laughs> like unnamed. <laughs> like when I was young, I was like, "Yes, after prom, we're gonna go to the Cheesecake Factory." <laughs> like it was one of those yeah. places. Like it was as a child, it was our Ruth Chris. Mm -hmm. I mostly mostly so. But I did not know that there were 250 items on that menu. Um, yeah, right. Being inside one, it is definitely a, like, oh, there is an affront to your senses of, yes. like, just overload of, yes. oh, is that a steamboat? Is that what rich people do? <laughs> it rides steamboat. Oh, fish tank. Oh, lobster. Like, it's. It is a lot to take in, so I agree with that sentiment. But honestly, if I've only been maybe three times in my life, mm -hmm. and I did never order the cheesecake, <laughs> it was always some kind of pasta. <laughs> so, I, I I have a similar experience. And the, the first time I went as a kid, I'm like 
this is the height of luxury. I do not. I just see like <laughs> a bunch of gold. I don't know. Maybe there were like columns and spirals that I'm like, I don't know where I am, but I feel like I'm in a palace, you know, like uh, yes. some kind of palace. And then like the menu was so long. I was just like, oh my gosh, clearly, you know, they've flown in this food from all over the world just for me this evening, <laughs> just to choose whatever it is that I want, you know? <laughs> uh, and so it's a fun experience getting to go for sure. And I and I do like the cheesecake. They have like an Oreo cheesecake that's like oh. it's it's like Oreo so decadent, so fun. Yeah. Um, but it does look like a casino or a cruise <laughs> yeah. ship on the inside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Will you be dining with the captain tonight, Captain Cheesecake? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, one other little bit from the article that I thought was interesting was it says at the Cheesecake Factory, something for everyone doesn't just mean a hilariously exhausted menu served amid America's most chaotic, high-low aesthetic mix. It also means a homemade combination of comfort, nostalgia, and deliciousness that can't help but work. Yeah, they have uh, survived. They've been around for, I didn't know they were that uh, recent of a restaurant, I thought. Uh yeah, this is uh, since 1978. 78, yeah. I always thought that having too much on the menu was a problem, but mm. not for cheesecake. Not for cheesecake. And no. you know, I'm curious if we were to ask like five random people, like that have been to cheesecake or remember the last time they went, what they got. I wouldn't be surprised if each person said a different thing. Probably. Oh, I might poll my friends and see like mm. what's the. I'd be curious because, I mean, you, you mentioned the, um, you know, the waiter earlier this tried 16 things, 15 of them being, you know, different cheesecakes. <laughs> that menu is so overwhelming. I feel like a lot of people probably just end up ordering whatever the their waiter says to get, right. you know, so because it is like, I don't know how to choose, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's six. I have to pay six. I'm, I'm, uh, no, I think uh, definitely a. Uh, I used to watch a lot of a bar rescue. Um, oh, what's John remind me what bar rescue is? I think sounds bar rescue that. is a it's a reality show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's where they come in and repair and fix your rescue your bar. Um, I forgot what station to call them, but John Tafferty is this world renowned uh, uh, bar connoisseur that will come into your bar and say you need to take down all of this. Fix this menu. It's too much stuff on it. You're overpouring for drinks, and he does it with like such an affront and like so mean that it's like, oh god, I can't believe he's talking to these restauranteurs like this. But uh, he always said like, you're there's a science to menus, and your eyes like they know where your eyes fall on menus, so they put the choices that they want you to take in certain positions so that you know. You're like, oh, that looks good. Like, there's a lot of pictures. They don't put a lot of words in there, so or they make words easy to understand, so that you just know. You see, decadent and and creamy, and saucy. You know, um, that like leads you to want that item. So there's a definitely an entire science behind how we eat and drink at uh, restaurants. Yeah, and back to why we can't keep those resolutions. <laughs> Fooling around with two hundred. 50 items at the Cheesecake Factory. Mm. <laughs> well, Lenise, it has been so great having you on the show today. It was great getting to talk to you about Cheesecake Factory. Oh, man. Taylor Swift's super rich cat. 
and New Year's <laughs> resolutions. Uh, before we depart, though, what's the best way for people to stay in touch with you and support the things you have going on? Uh, please follow, follow me on Instagram. Um, also Twitter by the same name. I just did a purge on there, but L U H N E E Z. That's how you can find me. Awesome. And uh, I'll be around town. That's where I post all of the things that I get to do. Uh, people I get to hang out with and do fun stuff with. So Fantastic. Thanks for having me, Mark. Oh, always. It's the best. Uh, so we're going to move on to our last segment called Spring of Inspiring Inspirations. This is where we share an inspirational quote to end things on a positive note. Uh, today's quote comes from F. Scott Fitzgerald. Uh, and it is, strength shows not only in the ability to persist, but the ability to start over. I felt like that was consistent with the talk surrounding new years, new beginnings. And uh, thank you again for joining us. And as always, thank you, the listeners, for tuning in to Ridiculous News. We know you have a lot of choices of what to listen to. And so we say this genuinely. Thank you so much. Uh, you can email us at ridiculousnews at iheartmedia.com and on Facebook and IG, follow Ridiculous News. And you can check out our comedy videos at Mark Kendall Comedy. Bye, y'all. Ridiculous News is hosted by Mark Kendall and Bill Worley. Executive producers are Ben Bolin and Noel Brown. Produced and edited by Tari Harrison. Research provided by Casey Willis. And theme music by Four Eyes and Dr. Delight. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.